0: What if you believed you could achieve any success you want? What would you do differently? What would you think differently? Thank you for listening to On the Air with Jeanette Sibley. It's your time for success. I'm coming to you from the Mile High City of Denver, Colorado. My focus each week is to share with you success tips, insights, and how to do it so that help you achieve the results and successes you've always wanted in your business, in your career, and in other areas of your life. Are you ready to uncover the success you've always wanted? I'm going to start today's podcast with a question. What do successful leaders and successful bosses have in common? That's right, for those of you who guessed, a coach. When I started coaching over 27 years ago, only the top elite executives had coaches, and no one talked about them. Today, everyone that wants to become successful has a coach. And a lot of people are talking. But for example, if you want to lose weight, there are weight loss coaches. If you want to improve your health and fitness, there are health fitness coaches. If you want to find your next job, there are job coaches. And if you're an executive or a leader and need a sounding board, there are executive coaches. I believe you get the idea. However, the biggest challenge for most people is finding the right coach. And that's the focus of today's podcast, how to find the right coach for you. Not everyone is a coach, regardless of what their website or business card says. There are many imposters. Unfortunately, relying on licensing or certification won't make a difference. Why? Because there, in many states, there are no licensing or certification requirements. The key is to conduct your due diligence first to hire the best coach for you. I remember reading, it was last year, Facebook posting, where a group of professional women had posted their upset over a coach. Uh, they were furious. They had given money to this impostor, as they called him, for coaching ser- services. Well, shame on him for trying to be someone he was not. But also shame on them too for not having conducted their due diligence. Many feel coaching is only for those people that need help and don't have what it takes to succeed. The reality is people in any profession and at any level within an organization need help. It's always great to have that objective person looking over your shoulder, talking with you, trying to determine what would be a new way of handling the same old issue. The right coach acts as a sounding board and guides clients to achieve intended results. Stats show that people achieve success faster by working with a coach. So what I'm going to do is provide you seven tips for conducting due diligence. And what I would suggest to do you if, if you're driving is just know that there's seven points here for you to come back to. And if you're listening and you have pen and paper, you might want to write down these seven, or better yet, I'm going to provide you the URL for this overview to help you make a better choice of who's the best coach for you. So the first tip is know your purpose. So the question is, what is your purpose? Be clear about what you need. This will determine what type of coach is best for you. Uh, Examples of a coach include life coaching, career coaching, sales coaching, business coaching, executive, exercise, weight loss, parenting coaching. I think you get the idea. So focus on asking questions about the results they have achieved and the years of experience that they've had coaching in your particular area or your particular need and ask, how can you help me? Do not be concerned if they're certified or not. There's a lot of amazing coaches out there that do not have a certification. I remember a businessman one time hired a marketing coach to help him find qualified job candidates. And instead, he should have hired a hiring expert or job coach or somebody like a recruiter to help him find those people. So as a result, he had to hire an employment attorney to resolve employment claims. So unfortunately, when you do hire the wrong person and you don't get the right results, there may be a detriment to your bank account. Number two, do they listen? I cannot stress this enough. If somebody is not a good listener as the coach, you're probably gonna feel very frustrated after having had a conversation with them. Listening is the number one must-have trait for an executive coach. Let me say that again. Listening is the number one must-have trait for an effective coach. So is the person listening to you or talking over you? Some talk more than listening. Are their responses to your questions on point? Can they hear what you are saying and not saying? One certified coach wrote down what was being said on the calls. He would say, slow down. I can't write that fast. That is not listening. And you truly do want to have a coach that's listening to you and hearing what you're saying and what you're not saying too. Number three, will they address the initial issue you believe is in the way? While you may believe you know how the coach should help you, Be open to the value of coaching beyond your point of view. For example, you may believe you need an exercise coach to reduce weight, yet you learn from the right coach seeking out medical advice first is the right action that you need to take. Or maybe you believe that you need a coach to help you find some financial investors, yet the truth is you've been relying on your shoebox to keep your financial records And you're finding out, oops, that's not the best way to handle your accounting practices. So instead, finding an accounting coach to help you put in place the right accounting system is probably a better way to go. Number four, are you committed? Now, many people will say to this, absolutely, yes. And then they nitpick the process. It's up to you to set aside the many excuses that are going to pop up and many of them will seem kind of familiar and instead do the work and you're going to have to trust the process. I, as a coach, I've had many people not clear how something's going to work and even after talking it out several times and it's trust the process, do the work and then they come back all excited about their results. So that is key do the work. Be clear on the how the process works before signing the bottom line. One young woman was a small business owner and wanted financial growth. Yet the chip on her shoulder was getting in the way. She learned from a business coach she was doing a lot of the right things such as pricing, putting together agreements, etc, but she had some anger issues to handle. So she decided instead of just working with the coach to in addition work with a therapist, and in the process, continue growing her business. Now, that's commitment in action. That's doing what needs to be done so that you can be a success. Number five, what can you afford? Budget coaching for at least three months or 13 weeks based on what you can afford right now. Some people have scarcity conversations about money that will get in their way while others may take the leap based on promises of extraordinary financial results. Be clear about what you can afford and the realistic return on investment. I remember an executive director for a nonprofit working with a coach, and she only worked with the person for two sessions. Then she fired him because he kept mentioning the money conversations that were getting in her way of doing her job, and achieving the results she really, really, really wanted. The bottom line was she wasn't ready to listen and do the work, even though she could afford it. So, in other words, get real. Where are you financially and what will work for you? Number six, how often and where you will have your coaching calls. Are you going to talk once a week or twice a month? Where will you meet? Will it be in person, uh, via Zoom, Skype, or other conferencing? For bigger projects, I require that my clients meet with me at least twice a month. Although, depending on the project and the issues, sometimes it's better for us to talk three or four times a month. So the point here is set up a winning structure by scheduling and keeping coaching appointments In your planner and keep those calls remember this coach is there for your success and you need to honor their time as well as them scheduling and honoring your time so make it a win-win I remember years ago I had a client that rescheduled her appointments three times in a row and I had to fire her I had to let her go why because she wasn't ready to honor her commitments and be coachable And again, this is the foundation required to achieve results. And it requires a commitment. It requires you honoring that commitment because it's a commitment to yourself. but It's also a commitment to others. So if the company is paying for it, it's a commitment to the company. If it's something that the boss is required, it's a commitment to yourself and your boss and the team. So again, having a coach is a commitment. Make it work for you. Number seven, establish the right focus up front. Focusing on weaknesses rarely turns them into strengths. Instead, create and execute a big project. If you want to just be nicer as a person, as a boss, um, that probably isn't going to help you be more effective as a boss. And to be honest, when everything's said and done, being an effective boss is actually much more important than being perceived as a nice boss. So instead of focusing on how to become nicer, take a big project, hire a coach to coach you through the process and focus on how to be more effective when you're interacting with people, particularly when there's team conflicts, when people aren't honoring their commitments and when maybe they want to go over budget or they're not taking focus action, whatever the issue is, have the coach work with you on how to become more effective. I remember working with a woman one time who wanted to become a successful project manager. And while she was willing to do the work, she was not willing to address the critical areas in her management style. However, with a lot of patience on my part, she was finally able to produce the unprecedented results and have people actually appreciate having worked for her and with her. And you can too. So to wrap up, hiring the best coach for you requires a commitment in time and money. So following the seven steps that I just outlined will help you complete your due diligence. And what you will find is when you have the right coach, the results will be amazing. The URL for the article from today's podcast is provided in today's On the Air with Jeanette Sibley podcast overview. I want to thank you for listening to On the Air with Jeanette Sibley. It's your time for success. Tune in next week for more insights on how to achieve the success you've always wanted with my straight talk for dynamic results. Until next week, enjoy a great and successful week.